0: If you're like me, you might hear estate planning and go, "Ew, gross. You might think to yourself, I'm not sure why I'd bother with that. Estate planning is only for the uber rich.
1: Tallgrass begs to differ. Tallgrass founding attorneys Laurel and Riley think everyone should have an estate plan. They know estate planning seems untouchable to a lot of folks, like something you have to do inside a stuffy law firm of stuffy McLawyer pants, Esquire.
0: But I promise you, Tallgrass is nothing like that. For one, they work out of their home so their clients can feel at home. They obsess, because they're nerds, over making clients feel like they belong and are supposed to be there. Also, their kids might make an appearance. They will take time to answer all of your questions, even the uncomfortable ones. They will work relentlessly to make sure your plan's exactly what you need to feel secure and at peace.
1: So if you've been putting off planning for what's going to happen after you've gone, it's time for you to give Tallgrass a call at 918- and start your plan today or visit their website at tallgrassestateplanning.com and schedule a free initial consultation for free it's right there on the website
0: and of course there's more because this is a podcast ad if you tell them you're a pod for good listener they're going to take 25 percent off their service fees Just tell them Pot for Good sent you. Stop thinking estate planning isn't for you and give Tallgrass a call today at 918-770-8940 or on their website, which I'm not going to read out to you again. It's in our show notes. Thank you, Tallgrass. Welcome to another episode of Pod for Good, a podcast where we learn from those doing good in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the world, why they care, what we can do, and most importantly, what you can do. Pod for Good is produced and edited by Rant Productions and can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. If you enjoy what we do here, please make sure to subscribe to Pod for Good wherever you get your podcasts and share this episode and all episodes on social media. I am, as always, your chief philanthropod, Jesse Ulrich.
1: And I'm your Vice Admiral Philanthropod, Chris Miller. And don't forget, if you leave a comment on your rating, we will read it on the air.
0: I will read it on air. You saw, if you watched our live stream, you know we will do it. Today, you will be hearing from one of our favorite conversations that we had during our our anniversary live stream with Carlos Moreno and City Councilor Kara Joy McKee. If you recall that live stream, we were raising money for our new Afghan neighbors. You can still donate to that cause at donate.podforgood.com. 4 with the number 4, slash 2BD. Again, that is donate.podforgood.com slash 2BD. Chris, what did we talk to Carlos and KJ about?
1: Well, we talked to KJ and Carlos about really a greatest hits of topics from previous podcasts. We took some very interesting uh, questions from the audience. I believe it was somebody who called themselves a militant socialist uh post uh, postman or something to that effect and jesse dropped his favorite line of all time i'm interested to see if anybody else catches it
0: yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a real i'm real proud of myself it's honestly i'm pretty sure i stole it from somebody but i deliver it with such gusto so (laughs) enjoy the episode and again please make sure to share and subscribe enjoy No, nah, not for him. Uh, he's already here. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, for the third time, uh, Carlos Moreno uh, from from many things, but mostly Victory of Greenwood. Carlos, hello. Hi there.
2: Hi there. Hi there.
0: Uh, you might, we might actually be joined by city councilor <laughs> Caridora
2: McKee soon, and we'll have
0: oh, uh, great. a dual interview.
2: Uh, oh, that'd be awesome.
0: But hey. How's it going? Uh, good. What time is it?
2: yeah i am fashionably late
0: no i mean like for we're us running fine, really on most been, of time however yeah, you want we have been going for what
1: three hours and 20 minutes nice yep we just got over all a thousand dollars a bit
2: ago nice mm-hmm. very Excellent.
0: cool get your name on the screen yeah fancy we're, <laughs> we are professionals That's right. um i, I wish we get marcy back in here just because all three of us were at the ballet on thursday oh uh, i wanted to i want to talk yes. about that
2: yeah Lots one unpack there. <laughs>
0: it had a lot of you in it. I was just, I, I was happy for that.
2: I was surprised about that. I
0: did not surp- know how many clips of you.
2: I did not know. Okay, I had, okay. I had oh. zero clue. So wow. like, yeah.
0: So like, so let's set the scene for our listeners. Right. Um, so breaking bricks, uh, yes, a, a ballet about sort of the Tulsa race massacre and Tulsa's racial issues. Right. It was part dance, part like documentary.
2: It's very like, multi. It's a very yeah. multimedia experience. It's very, um, very like visually, fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. produced by um, Jennifer Archbold, who's a choreographer from Canada, now based in New York. She's like one of the top choreographers working right now. And yeah, I mean, she put together just an amazing group of dancers. And she was saying that she edited 45 hours worth of video to come up with all the clips that were used in, wow. the, in, the, wow. in the performance. It's going on this weekend. The last two performances are tonight. And tomorrow night. So if you get a chance to check it out, I highly, highly recommend it. Lots of conversations, I think, in those video clips about the just the dialogue that we're not having in Tulsa right now. Right? Everybody is sort of in their own corners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not we're not bridging those gaps. I think I I came away with a lot of that. Like I felt like that was kind of the central theme of of the of the the entire I way. didn't
0: know to expect the videos. I mean, I knew it was going to be different than just the ballet. And I was just like, like, you're the first person on screen. Yeah. And I was just like, Carlos. like Because I was one <laughs> row behind <laughs> you. I'm like, hey, hey,
1: Carlos. <laughs> I yes. know that
0: guy. Yeah. And then, then, Obum was on it. Yeah. And, and uh, Mikhail Vaughn. I'm like, I know all these people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was know. like, great. Yeah. It was like, these are all pod for good guests. Know, right? um,
2: yeah. But yeah, Michelle, it was. Michelle Place Yeah, Michelle Place was uh-huh. going
0: to be a guest soon. And uh, a couple people I didn't know, I'm like, I need to meet those people now. Because they, they said some... Interesting things. I'm like they're obviously involved in, you know, the work. And so I wanted to talk to them. But it was I was honestly not really expecting that much because it's especially using ballet to give you a deep message is hard when there's no words, but there were tons of words. So if all yeah. ballets did that, I'd be on board. So <laughs> if they used like uh, footage from something to tell me what's happening, I'd be on board for that. Yeah. So there you
2: go. And the music, the music kind is of where it's going. The the recent ballet performance that I've seen. Yeah. They're like a little more. Yeah. yeah. Enter in more of the kind of multimedia aspect to things.
0: I mean, the the issue I've always had with ballet is if, if you're going to tell me a story, right, it has to be a easily easy to convey story in dance.
1: Or one that you already know. I found that if you're, that's true. Well, sure. Yeah. You're going in and it's a ballet interpretation of something you already know. Yeah. Just
0: just not a Uh, (laughs) dance-off, which I have many thoughts on, but...
1: What's your favorite ballet?
0: You mean my least favorite ballet? (laughs) That'd be Don Quixote, which is not even about Don Quixote at all. It's about a wedding he goes to, (laughs) and it's just a series of dance-offs. See, you started me, Chris. It goes Uh, on forever. I
2: have not heard of this
0: good. You, but if, you're better. I, yeah. It sounds like I don't. It's need the I-244 it. of ballets. Okay. <laughs> Which, I'm you want to
1: me- spend federal dollars to tear it down? Yes,
0: I do. <laughs> Which by the way, we went two and a half hours where, without mentioning I-244 or Oklahoma's it's tax code. So yeah. it's, those, that's us, records for both
1: of that's, us. That's a record, I think. Yeah. It really yeah. is. So since we decided to just jump right into a conversation instead of actually introducing you. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, you know, <laughs>
0: I mean, it's, <laughs> it's on the screen. It is on
1: the screen. For our viewers that don't know about Victory of Greenwood, can you give us a little, the elevator pitch on what Victory of Greenwood is?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So about uh, two and a half years ago now, uh, myself, Meg Sutherland, and several other researchers embarked on a project to take a lot of the research that I have done done over the last, since the mid nineties that I have had on Greenwood and been collecting about Greenwood. And I write a book. Each chapter in the book profiles a different family who lived in Greenwood. And I kind of wanted to take that approach to give people a a little bit more of a human connection to these great families who lived in, who lived in Greenwood. So it's a, it's a different telling of the story. It's a different perspective. And I think it's kind of, kind of opens up Greenwood's history to a much broader scope than just dealing with the massacre itself. It kind of goes and talks about, you know, the families who came into the Greenwood area and where they came from and what their histories were. It includes a lot of discussion about Friedman and kind of that that whole experience. and And BC Franklin has a great biography called My Life in an Era, which is a really good snapshot of kind of that time between Reconstruction and Oklahoma statehood where you have the building of more than 50 all-black towns, and you had this, like, era of prosperity and black excellence in this place, and then it sort of all goes away because of Jim Crow and because of all these policies that come into place. Yet, yet Greenwood is built, right? Beginning in 1905 and thrives until 1921. We've got the massacre, but then Greenwood rebuilds, right? And so I continue that story on into the... 60s and 70s, and and even talking about people who are still uh, living and working and doing great things in Greenwood today. So
1: uh,
0: was that it, was yeah.
2: more, much more than an elevator nah, pitch. It's good. But, no, it was, good, uh, but
1: I mean, like before, I was like our version of an elevator pitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Pot for good approved elevator pitch. It's like it's like twenty minutes long. Um, well, I mean, like before, you get stuck in the elevator. it's true.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then
2: you have a lot more to talk
0: about. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, like it, it didn't. It's pointed out in this ballet. Like it was called Breaking Bricks. I didn't know why it was called that until one of the interviewers points out like one of the things that white Oklahomans did was make it incredibly hard to buy bricks after 1921. And so they had to go out of state to get those bricks. Wow. And I'm just like, right. I just, you know, I was, I was sad before then. And then I was just infuriated. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, it wasn't enough yeah. that they burned it to the ground. they, not only would not pay any insurance money on it Mm. made the you know using building codes make it hard to rebuild they wouldn't even give them the one central item they need Mm. to rebuild and it's just
2: yeah because the 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 ordinance they passed said that the buildings could only be built using brick Brick. (laughs) and then we're not going to sell you any bricks so we're going to do everything we absolutely possibly can Mm -hmm. to prevent you from building this place yeah and and yeah they did yeah. Right. That's, to me, that's like the really incredible part of the story is, and yet they still rebuilt it. Yeah. If yeah. you look at video footage from 1924, it's a bustling, busy, thriving neighborhood once again. Right. And that continues yeah. for another 45 years. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's one of the most fascinating things. What what I really liked about your book was there are a lot of important books and research done about the race massacre itself. But there aren't as many about the people and the stories and learning about how many people who had a profound profound impact on not just the state or the country, but the world by what they did that were that came from this place. You know, yeah. learning those stories about these people who you know, beyond what happened to them in Tulsa, the broader world also didn't know about them. And to me, that was what was really cool about this is you mentioned the resiliency, the resiliency and just the amazing things that so many of these people
2: did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like a, like probably the biggest example of that for me, just because I'm a tech guy, I've been in the tech industry, I grew up in Silicon mm-hmm. Valley, but the chapter on Emmett J-, J. McHenry is mm-hmm. like, here's a person, You've never heard his name. I guarantee it. You've never heard his name. He grew up in Greenwood in the 60s, graduated Booker T, went on to work for IBM, and then invented the domain name registration system and founded Notebook Solutions. Like, if you registered a domain name in the 90s, which I registered a lot of domain names in the 90s. <laughs> were, you one, um, were
0: you one of those people who just bought up all the like, yeah, URLs? Yeah, I, 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 I
2: was one of those people. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I went nuts. But yeah, you, like Network Solutions was the exclusive provider of domain names for more than a decade. And it's like, here's somebody who's foundational to the history of Internet and computer history, should be in the same sentence as Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, And anybody else you want to, you know, put up on that pedestal. And yet nobody's ever heard of this guy. Like, why? Why is that? You know, and that's a rhetorical question. Yeah, we we know the answer. Systemic
0: systemic racism. Yeah, Yeah,
2: exactly. He's a black man. So, of course, he's going to be erased Mm -hmm. from that narrative that Silicon Valley was the only place where anything internet was happening. And it was only being done by white people. Mm -hmm. Right? Not like you know, and we're, we're going to ignore any of the other contributions that any other people of color have made to that story, yeah. including Emma, Jim and Henry. And like that actually set me off into a complete and total other tangent of trying to discover like who else, who else have, who else have we not mm-hmm. told the story of that may have had a big hand in creating these technologies that we take for granted today. And, all we know is, you know, the Bill Gates story, the Steve Jobs story, mm-hmm. the Mark Zuckerberg story. Like, like, like if you like if you're, if you were to like, just look at movies and documentaries and popular media, the entire Internet was created by like five white guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like, five, and, five white and guys. Know that, and true and, and Al Gore. Yeah. And and Al and Gore. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Let, let us not forget Al yeah, Gore.
2: Al Gore
1: as well. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: but all in California. Yeah. And, uh, which again ignores Dell, one of the biggest technology companies too, which was not in California. Like it's, I I was having an argument once with one of our friends about cell phone technologies and how like, he was trying to say that all great cell phone innovations have happened in America. And I was like, you are literally leaving out like the company of Nokia that literally led to almost all the cell things our cell phones have today. That is a Finnish company. Like it's not all us. We just, that's, that's how white Americans want to think. And, um. And I feel like it was appropriate for Chris and I, city councilor, to walk in at that moment because we were, we were getting a little pod for sad. Yes, um, I think nothing will fix that more than KJ joining us in her uh, Halloween costume that she's yes. currently wearing. Yes, yes.
2: Awesome. Hello,
0: hello, hello. <laughs> well, we welcome. There you go. Well done, Oliver. Chris and I, city councilor and regular city councilor for other people. Kara uh, <laughs> uh, Jerome McKee, KJ, how you doing? Great. You you look fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Are you coming from a thing or going to a thing afterwards? Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> First one, then the yeah. other. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking last night, I was like, am I going to do anything this weekend? After this, I'm like, of course I'm not. Like, <laughs> I'm going to sleep after this.
3: So Tomorrow you can come trick or treat at my house.
0: There you go. Nice. There you go. I have to teach Sunday school as the only class that's going to be in Sunday school because there was a, a COVID breakout amongst the, the lower grades. Oh, so really? Like, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Check your emails. Yeah, um,
3: yeah, yeah. I'm sure my, my spouse knows.
0: <laughs> um, so we were just talking about, you know, the things we normally talk about. Uh, systemic racism, Greenwood, white people stealing inventions and technologies. But, but we
1: were also talking about how with the victory of Greenwood, you do get to learn about amazing stories of people doing amazing things. That's true. Mm-hmm. It is, as we, we've always said, it's important to talk about the massacre and the implications of it. But too often we do forget about the stories of the real people and that was what you know it it gives it simultaneously makes talking about the massacre worse because you get to know the people the amazing people one of the best surgeons in the country whose life was just was struck down Mm -hmm. in that moment one of the leading minds in medicine in our country uh, was uh, a black man in Greenwood right. and, and was, was
3: surrendering and some thuggish teenager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah teenager, Just shot him. Right. Shot him. Hands S- up in the air. I mean. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it so makes hard. it worse to hear those stories. Yeah. But it also gives you hope when you see the way that community to me that's I mean that we talk about things like the the Tulsa spirit or Oklahoma standard seeing what Greenwood did afterwards that resiliency the way that they supported each other the yeah. way they built back yeah and in some ways built back better
0: mm-hmm. t- to thank, me thank you Jordan
1: uh. <laughs> but honestly to me that that it it does it gives you that story yeah. and it like i said it's it makes it worse to talk about it, but also gives you pride in what Greenwood is, what it represents and, and who the people are.
3: Yeah. Yeah. My daughter is going to grow up thinking of Lulu Williams as, as, as one of her ancestors of Tulsa, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and to know what she built in the dreamland and her family together and all that they did. And that it broke her down afterwards. It's mm-hmm. so painful to know that. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to say, okay we failed you, mm-hmm. how can we as a city do better? Mm-hmm. We're not the same people that were th- here then, and certainly it's not the same policies. City government was was practically nothing. County was more involved than the city was, but now mm-hmm. we have a very robust city government where most of us are working a full-time job for part-time pay <laughs> um, because it's because it's become that, because people needed that. Um, I feel a lot of confidence that at least I and my colleagues on the council would behave very differently in tragedies because I've seen us behave differently. Two rabbis uh, podcast also interviewed me about these same things. (laughs) And, uh, and, And we talked a lot about hope and about the pain of all of it. And it was hard getting through the five days of the centennial at that time. People were... (laughs) so many white folks calling on me to find out why we didn't have the big party that they were hoping for that we had been dreaming about, you know, but in hindsight, looking back on it, that, that that part of it that had felt a little uncomfortable for a lot of us went away and that it was instead the people who felt really comfortable on Greenwood coming there for five days and people who are stepping outside their comfort zone and coming there Mm -hmm. and that everyone was safe and that there were so many ways to commemorate that that feels that feels like a success and what feels like more of a success is seeing what we are continuing to do beyond that what we on council what we as a community are doing that the success, the success is in Greenwood and it's in the people surrounding Greenwood and, and, and continuing that legacy and, and saying, what's the next chapter in Greenwood? And how do we make it mm-hmm. something that the founders would be proud of?
1: Yeah. I, I want to pivot just slightly because we are raising money to try to support our new Afghan neighbors that are coming yes. here to Tulsa. Rock on. And so to me, whenever these opportunities come up, it is another chance for Tulsa to do better, mm-hmm. right? To, mm-hmm. to, to build back
0: better, right? right? Sorry.
1: That's only if we knock down 244. That's right. Um, <laughs> You're but, damn right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the conversations continue. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: but, but really, I mean, this is another opportunity for Tulsa to try to make up for some of the sins of their past, mm-hmm. to help a new group of people that need it. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to get both of your thoughts on this. In KJ, you could talk about how the city is involved
2: and, and everything else.
3: Yeah, Carlos, go for it.
2: My day job, I work for CAP. I'm in the marketing department there. And we serve several hundred Burmese families. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more than 7,000 families from Myanmar, if I'm not mistaken, between Tulsa and Jinx. And it, it really does strike me that in spite of like all the negative things that you can say about Tulsa politics and decisions that are being made and who gets left, at, left out of these conversations, I'm always struck at how welcoming Tulsa has been to this community from Myanmar and the opportunities and how thankful that community is of everything that Tulsa has done to support them. And so I just I I'm very hopeful because I think that that same thing is going to be applied to our new neighbors who are coming from Afghanistan, that same welcoming Spirit and the same opening up of all of these resources and opportunities, um, that we're just we're just going to keep doing that. Which just you know, makes me proud.
3: Yeah, it makes me proud too. We there's a le- lo- plenty of legitimate critiques of myself and my colleagues on council and even in the mayor's office. But one thing when I when I put forward a declaration, a resolution, actually to welcome the Afghan refugees. I did not for one instant feel like I needed to check in with my colleagues to make sure everyone would pass it. It was unanimous. It was signed by the mayor. Nobody for a second said we shouldn't do this. And I didn't I didn't ever think they they did because I knew that's where their hearts were and that that people have have been supportive that when I'm checking in with Aliyah Shimmy and Chris Moore and Catholic Charities and Benea Muna there are so many people who want to help. And that's that's who most of us are. I had a colleague say to me the other day, why we were talking about the, the difficulties with housing because we're struggling with that all the time. We're in a housing crisis already. We're really mm. trying to keep people housed, to get people housed. Now we have new families. How are we going to house them? we got to figure that out. And one of my colleagues said, well, don't worry. I mean, why would you want to stay in Tulsa anyway? And I felt, okay. Wait, one of your
0: fellow city councilors said
3: that? Yeah, but I think where this councilor was coming from was the fears about biases Mm. against Middle Eastern people Mm -hmm. and the perspective that they will experience some negativity, which undoubtedly, there will be some of that. But what I thought in that moment was, compared to the Taliban, our homegrown terrorists are comparatively chill. It's not to say that, that it's okay. It's to say what these folks are fleeing is horrors that we can hardly imagine, mm. and the ones I've met are so enthusiastically, hello, hello, we're here. And they, I met a couple of ladies the other day. I was going into the hospital; they were coming out for for some treatments. Obviously, they were they were elders. They didn't speak a lick of English. They're like in uh, beautiful Muslim full body coverings, and here I am, you know, sporting around in my shorts. And I was like, hi, and they were like, hi, and it was just <laughs> this really cute, authentic, like. I'm I'm really welcoming you and I and 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 for them from them like we really want to be here just in that that little exchange, mm-hmm. it's so human.
0: One of the one of the few Afghans I met who could speak English, one of, the trans, one of the one of the translators, told me that he's in touch with other translators he knew who are in other cities, and he was like, they're sort of like talking amongst themselves <laughs> of which cities are better, and actually tells us in a like. The way Telsa's been handling it and the efficiency of it has actually been much better than other cities. Bigger cities, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> wow. like, as, as much good. as Pot for Good craps on Telsa, like, it, it, we, we do don't. it. We do
1: it from love. We do it from a place of love because we know. We don't crap, crap. On. on Tulsa. We, crap on we have high Critique. expectations
3: for Tulsa. That's right. That's right. Tulsa. Constructive that's right. critiques are exactly useful. that's right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Yeah. I, I, uh,
0: correction. We only crap on Broken Arrow. <laughs> there so, you go. <laughs> um, oh no.
3: Because that's,
0: that's where, where we're, we're from. from. We can. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just like how two of us on this thing can make Jew jokes and two cannot. Uh, <laughs> we and I can. Chris and I can make fun of Broken Arrow. That's how that works, right? Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, the commenters will let us know about that for sure. If still it, so. the
3: construct- constructive critiques. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We've
1: been we've been going for almost four hours now. Yeah, so we're doing great. Listen, yeah, it's great. I thought we'd be more babbly by now. So <laughs> what? Oh, uh, your phone, like your phone is too small to see from that distance, <laughs> Oliver.
0: <laughs> we've got another donation, though.
1: Okay, I don't know if they're if they're they're trying to make us do something. Okay, we need to. So our good friend Ryan Short, he uh-huh. has donated. So we yes. need to figure out what he wants. Us Shorty,
0: to do. tell me what to do. Yeah. So I've already had a sweet bagel with sweet cream cheese. I had to drink a... He has not a had IPA. a bite
1: of pineapple pizza yet. I, have not. Uh, I may just have oh. to make him do that afterwards yeah. for fun.
0: Somebody's we'll, do, we'll, we'll do that as a TikTok.
1: Yeah, you missed. I had to... <laughs> First, I had to have two spoonfuls of mayonnaise and yes. I hate mayonnaise. Oh. Just I absolutely and hate it. As someone
0: who likes mayonnaise, I wouldn't want to do a spoonful yeah. of. Uh,
1: no. Later, uh, so that's that's what my wife donated for. Jesse's wife donated to have me dip a habanero pepper in mayonnaise and eat it. Oh, so no. so yeah, yeah, my my it have been way worse. I had to sing. I had yeah. to sing. Oh, okay, so, I'm so sorry. You have to, like, yeah, go back, go and, back
0: watch and, yeah. and watch this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Took us forever to figure out what I was going to sing. I, I certainly lose a corner of my Star Trek nerd card for forgetting that part.
1: Yeah,
0: one of my favorite Star Trek films that everyone hates, but um, <laughs> it was from Star Trek Insurrection. It was. Yeah. No. <gasps> Which, Which
1: is a is a fun horrible movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just fun. <laughs> like it, it's just like one long episode. It wasn't really a movie. Mm. It was just it was like it was yeah. like. It was a two-parter. Right, you don't a have weird... to
3: click ne- next episode. That's right, yeah. This episode's yeah. still going. Yeah,
2: and,
0: yeah. it doesn't have to do exactly. the dun-dun to be continued <laughs> part at the end. Yeah. That
2: reminds me, one <laughs> of the podcasts that we did together, we were talking about Babylon 5. Yes. And it is being rebooted. Oh, we. Oh, I know. the original yes. writer. I know. Yes. I'm excited. So like He, he like, must be so happy. He's like- I'm like freaking out happy about this. Our um,
1: fairy pod mother. In the back. I believe we even talked about doing a podcast with her About Babylon 5. About Babylon 5 5, and
0: leadership, right?
1: Now's the time to do it. That's right. right. Right? Babble about Babylon 5. There we go. Yes,
2: that would be awesome.
1: Babylon Live, I don't know. I've got all kinds of nonsense. I I like Babylon Live.
0: But yeah, we'll start that one right after we start the Wheel of Time one with Andy Cagle coming soon to uh, Podcatchers anywhere, nice. anywhere, everywhere.
1: Uh, are you still going to do your Golden Girls
3: one?
0: I don't have time for that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> also, also, a better
1: version of that one already exists.
0: Oh, like, okay, so. okay, all
3: right. As long as it's been done. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm like, you know what? Like, I, I saw who was doing some other Golden Girls podcast. I'm like, they're going to do better than that.
3: Like, <laughs> They've got this. Yeah
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, there's like, we could start a bad movie podcast, but there's already so many good versions of that. Like, right. Like,
1: you know. And at this point, they'll have better budgets and can do more research. Oh, yeah. we can do live shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So,
0: again, maybe for Pod pod for Good's third anniversary, we can actually do a live show at a place with people and booze.
3: Ooh, it could uh, happen. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're, again, nice. again,
0: last year's was all online. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, if, if Devon Douglas wasn't moving right now, I would have had her, like, stream in uh, again.
1: Yeah. yeah a that surprise. was a, That was a fun surprise guest last year. Yeah. That was fun. Did she know she was going to jump on? I last feel like, year? Yeah. Last year, okay. Yeah, she knew. Yeah.
0: What I what I did not know was how many beers she would have had beforehand, yeah, she before was, she jumped on.
3: Did you hear her sing at the city council meeting a couple of weeks ago? It was so
0: good. I, I, like I did not know about this. Yeah. Oh. it was
3: so good. I,
0: I
2: saw. I'm, Tell I, me more. What, I, I, oh, what, what? it was
3: her little preview for Dreamgirls. Yeah, so Dreamgirls. She okay. she got up. Uh, we we gave them a proclamation to say hey welcome to Tulsa thank you Dreamgirls and just on the fly Dion, Dion or Devon sang for us. It's so good. I miss her voice. Yeah. I miss her. I miss Oh
1: i know that was something that both jesse and i were sad about is that by the time we heard about dream girls and how amazing it was and how friends of ours were in it it was too late for us to be able to go to yeah oh. that but, was another great production yeah, yeah. I, very I, well done I, I saw
0: i saw a video of someone just filming her from the side of the stage like the big number and i, and I watched it. And i was like bam. Like it was fantastic. Yeah.
1: I feel like yeah. every article about it or every post, I think said a revelation about her yeah. at least once. Which again,
0: <laughs> anyone who's met
1: her already knew that. Yes, but. It, well you're saying it wasn't a revelation for people that it, knew her. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have been. Well, you know, we
3: have our invocation or uh, moment of silence or whatever at the council meetings, um, which people, you know, have critiques about and feelings about, but if we could just have Devon or anyone else like Devon Singh. Sing? Every time I feel like that would be the grounding moment that's like anchoring us in humanity that uh, that we we sometimes lack. That so th- would
2: actually be super awesome. Like Wouldn't get it? get some like different. Get Like all different cultures, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. right, that's and true. everybody gets to sing yeah. a song. Hey, that would be know, really meeting, I mean, like- The
3: chair, apparent parent for next year, the current mm-hmm. vice chair is Lori Dector Wright, professional mm-hmm. singer. There you go. I oh. feel like this is this, maybe has some legs. There you go. Yeah. I, I
2: like it. It's a I like great it.
1: idea. Yeah, I think it's a really great I mean, either that or have uh, uh, the prayer guy.
3: Who, Huffines, who? Huffines, <laughs> Huffines? Huffines? Huffines yeah. is like, ready for whatever it. <laughs> needs to be wrangled. I call it Huffinesing the agenda. Uh, like yeah, you can, you
2: can come up,
1: but you have to sing a song. <laughs> ah, <laughs> see, that would be interesting, have him sing the prayer instead yeah. of... He instead can sing. Of, can, he can he? Yeah, he can?
3: every once in a while he'll throw in a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah, uh,
1: I've been to many <sighs> city council meetings. I've seen him, I think, at, I've seen him at every one, every but one. I don't yes. think I've seen him sing.
3: Yeah, just a All smidge
0: every once in a while. By the way, our friend Troy donated to the Herschel Fund, which now that we have gotten over $1,000, and that looks, like what we're going to get, I will release Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins yes. onto the internet. Uh, do you know uh, Do you know anything about Herschel and yeah, the Hanukkah do you know, Goblins? Do you know this no, tale? No, but yeah, I'm uh, excited about it. Okay. That. Again, yes, just, this is, just in case we have viewers now who were not watching earlier when I discussed this, there's a play, there's a musical out there that exists based on a book called Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins. My temple, Temple Israel, put it on when I was in high school and normally it's like the cantor plays Herschel and like the youth choir does the rest of the roles. My cantor didn't want to do that, so asked me to do it. Actually, paid me. I got paid. You got wow. paid. This I, got is paid. A oh. professional I got paid a hundred dollars. Hey, no, uh, you get your
3: sack it card? doesn't matter. Yeah. It was a professional gig. As it a musician. professional on, gig. On. Professional
0: gig. I was Herschel battling the Hanukkah goblins. It's a musical. I had to sing. There's videotape of it that I've been forced to watch multiple times in my life now because it embarrasses me so. Uh, Which I will now release to the internet
3: Yes, and, you will. And even yeah. record a well, video of me watching it. And you know, since I first ran for office, every year I try to take people caroling, obviously. It didn't work last year. And we always work in whatever Hanukkah carols we can get. There's like two. But now it sounds like there's more. And oh, it sounds more. like you're going to sing them yeah, the, this with time. the caroling. I will look this up the year. songs again okay. and I will sing them
1: for you. Okay. Do you do uh, Eight Crazy Nights from Adam Sandler? Ooh. That's a must. No, we haven't yeah. done that yet. Yeah, no. yeah got to sing.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, what's, what's great about uh, the Herschel outfit is it's really just a Tevia outfit, so it's very easy to find. <laughs>
1: So, so you're saying you're trying to start uh, a Herschel craze for Tulsa? Sure, why not? You know, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, get me back on stage a second time. So the revival, Herschel revival. Kara Lefton, if you're watching, I'm game. Um, so <laughs> I do better now than
0: I did then. That's for sure. So.
1: Um, I heard you sing earlier. I'm not sold. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> what were we talking about? How uh, we transition back? Uh,
1: so anyway. How I we mean, transition back to what? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Babylon five. There we go. Uh, was that what we were talking? You we
3: uh, can take w- it somewhere, but yeah. you know, I'll let you do
0: it. I mean, I could mention again how my street's
3: still dark, but anyway. Oh, hey, no, tell me about this street. So do when you know, did you see that, like, okay, this take it a little dark, tragically. The gentleman was killed by the, at, at the fair. Yes. Walking across the street. Mm-hmm. The wheels mm-hmm. of government usually can creak along kind of slowly. Bam, this one got done. The lights are going in. Now, PSO, excellent partner for the city, putting in those lights. The trees were cut back the very next day. And what I'm most excited about is some some of those flashing crosswalk beacons. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the best thing. And I we're also still exploring decreasing the speed limit because do you really need to go 40 next to the fairgrounds thank where you. people are, mm. right? Yes, thank you. Thank you, really thank you very much. I You know, people are going to be mad at me for saying that. That's okay. No. You no, can that's... take the highway if you want to go really, really fast. Yeah. So, can, so this is one of, so, you,
2: so your rant is quite often about 244. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And justifiably so. But my rant is usually either Tulsa has way too much parking. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yep. And yet everybody complains that there's no parking. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous oh, idea. Yeah. yeah. And then the second thing is cars are going way too fast. Absolutely. Too fast. So like the the child that died in front yeah. of the gathering place oh, and and this uh, crosswalk of the fairgrounds yeah. thing, both of them were because the cars were going incredibly too fast for the context of where they were yeah so where you have more people you need cars going slower yeah because they're more they're more aware as a driver
0: or crosswalks that
2: are visible like the
0: i i I, I ended up having to drive down that street a couple times while the fair was going on and what amazed me was people were having to cross in the middle of the street because there was not there was only one like one actual designated crosswalk mm-hmm. right. for that whole area yeah. that's insane
3: yeah, yeah and even if you're at that at that cross yeah it it's feel tiny more it's tiny it doesn't yeah. feel yeah. any like at yeah. all like the cars are thinking that they they the people in cars it's there can be one person on the street one person in a car mm-hmm. and yet somehow the folks in the cars feel like they have more right to travel yep and that's absolutely a logical fallacy mm-hmm. just yep drive me bananas. And Mm -hmm. so hopefully more to come. KJ, I know
1: you experience this uh, same as I do as a fellow cyclist, but somebody who bikes to work most days, Mm -hmm. and I will say it is probably a thousand times safer than it was when I started biking to work, you know, five years ago or longer, but with, with all the bike lanes and Mm -hmm. trails and everything, Mm -hmm. but it is still incredible. I feel scared almost every time when I'm having to cross Peoria just past 15th, to, to get over to the trail.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: then when I cross 13th street along the Midland Valley trail, people fly yeah. down that road. yeah. And you know, there's been a couple times when I've had to really slam on my, my, the brakes on my bike and I even flipped over on it because people are flying so fast that they're out of my view by the time I start to cross. And they're almost to me by the time I'm right. Yeah, yeah. Pedal, so. I
3: mean, when cars are different than when we started designing these roads. <laughs> they <laughs> just absolutely, are. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, uh, our our ancestors who who developed these the the city infrastructure we have now could not have necessarily foreseen yep. what we would have now, and we've got to shift it coming soon to an internet page facebook page near you i have just filmed my first psa about the bike line, lanes i had like i don't know a couple hundred people mm-hmm. sign a petition to say we need to get rid of the 11th street bike lanes thanks no mm-hmm. um instead let's explain why these are here how they yeah. work and let's get more people out of their cars because yeah. when i'm i'm i live off 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 uh Route 66, you can't actually tell me anything about how the traffic flows there. Yeah. I'm there all day long. Yeah, I see how much we're backed up. And sometimes you have to sit there for a minute. A minute. I'm, mm. A minute. Yeah, like, yeah. right. And exactly. Yeah, you don't, you, you're not late because of it. Like, right. And if you want to go fast, I clock it. I look at, you can look at any map app. You just go up to the highway or mm-hmm. down to the highway you just just don't take
0: until we tear it down Uh, (laughs) and also like until the construction's done like what 11th will be a lot better when it's actually fully open
3: indeed so yeah
0: listen for any telsa driver who complains about traffic here Literally just go to any other city. Anywhere.
3: Right. Have any any city. In the have you world. You go Chicago just, or Houston yeah. or yeah. go down to Dallas. 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 Go down to Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. San yeah. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, yeah. Atlanta. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's any other city. There's something that experience yeah. what traffic yeah. actually yeah. is.
3: Yeah. Uh, unless, I do, yeah. I do
1: hope your uh, PSA has l- stops people from using those as a parking spot. Yeah. My favorite is that in where there are protected lanes and mm-hmm. people literally have to cross over a parking space to park in the bike lane. Yeah, That's we, probably my favorite. We had
3: some people doing that on 11th right there in the medical district and um, we just talked to them again and again <laughs> and now they don't do it anymore. So we That's fixed good. that person doing it. But yeah, no, and it's, I'm on one of those electric pedal assist bikes oh. from this machine. Oh, those are awesome. They make you feel 10 years younger. Oh, they're <laughs> I'm so like, good. This
0: I is need like to try try this. Yeah, bike, God. Like, those first first generation bikes were heavy. Oh, yeah. Right,
3: they were. And now, I thought that you would have to like turn it on. or yeah. No, it's just like, You just push the pedal and you are just going. That's awesome. Oh, Oh, it's so good.
2: Yeah, no, a friend of mine let me borrow her pedal assist bike for like two weeks because we were doing the BMX tour. Mm -hmm. And And I'm like, I'm 45 and have gained way too much weight during COVID. I'm not going to be able to do this bike ride, Colby. Um, but yeah, but my friend my friend let me borrow her pedal assist and I was like, yeah, I'm jamming.
3: Oh yeah. Like hills, what? Right. Like that's awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. just
2: so cool, I mm-hmm. want one.
3: yeah yeah Yeah. and and this machine is great and they are actually looking into other opportunities to i don't know be able to rent a bike trailer possibly or you know other kinds of bikes yeah yeah tandem bike who knows like they're really great and the app is so easy sorry it became a little commercial for this (laughs) but but the city does subsidize it. Our tax dollars go to yeah. this for a reason. It's yeah. a good, good service. No, I think they're
2: doing a great job. It's way better I think, than the
3: scooters. Sorry, scooters, but
2: it'd <laughs> be Listen, cool yeah. to like Enjoy have this machine this in like different <laughs> yeah. areas of town, like yeah. yeah, 61st and Peoria area, yeah. Maybe and like, that's what
3: they're doing. They're spreading out. We just that's had, super we just cool. had them uh, present. I had them present in one of the council meetings because they decided they would they would start in the in downtown and they would radiate out so that you wouldn't wouldn't end up somewhere where you have a bike but you can't get it back to the station. That makes and sense. And so it's just yeah. mm-hmm. it's going as I learned, out and out.
0: Yeah. Uh, as yeah. I learned when I tried to take what one from my apartment downtown to the research on 15th mm, and Lewis. Right? And they were like, um actually you're not supposed to go that far. I'm like, but this is the closest grocery store. Right? Yeah. And they're like, well yeah we can't they're like, we can't maintain that yet. I'm like, okay, I'll bring it back. Like right. yeah. they can
3: now. They can yeah. now. I yes. uh, yeah, they, they yeah. have
1: bikes right in front of the
0: mm-hmm. now. So. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, and they're headed up to Oasis in North Tulsa. Nice. Yeah, I was yes. gonna I was gonna
1: ask nice. about that because there was there were times when I wanted to take one of those to go from where I work downtown to the Hutcherson Y yeah. and it was out of range. Right. And I was like I was like, it this we're is, talking like a mile. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. and it it I mean, listen, I know they're great people, but it felt a little interesting that just just a few blocks north of downtown was suddenly out of range, sure. but I could go quite a bit further south, east, or west. Right, So yeah.
3: It's a top priority, and it's happening right now, Katie Sawicki. You should check it out on the City Council. I think you can find it on, uh, on, on TGov now. Uh, oh gosh, y'all, that ransomware attack. It, there are so many things within the city in our archives that we cannot mm-hmm. ask, access. I can still TPD cannot access a whole bunch of stuff. I cannot get a heat map of what kinds of crimes are happening in district four right now because TPD can't pull it. Now we've got a new system coming on with them and we'll be able to get more Mm -hmm. soon, but I, I try to keep an eye on that sort of thing. Um, I, there's old agendas that we can, we've got the paper copies. We still have the information, but, but we can't pull it up. It really, I I learned that yesterday. So it really brings home to me how much we are dependent on computers and (sighs) yeah, and and how much That's we need amazing. to protect. I didn't
2: realize like uh-huh. how like there are still ripple effects uh-huh. from that going on yeah. today.
3: Yeah, very much so. That's incredible. And and the stress on the staff, like people who have all sorts of other jobs literally just entering data for months and and that isn't all finished. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, incredible.
0: We have got a very charged question here. <laughs> uh do, do they, you have any feelings on the, the Trump rally? Uh, that happened. Read,
1: read it. We I, I like read to the full thing. Read, right. What does it say? Read the wording. Do,
0: okay. Do they have any feelings on the racist rally Trump tried to have on the day of the massacre, and then the utter failure of the event
2: whenever it took place? <laughs> yeah. So I, I was I was actually paid to cover that event um, for um, a publication called Gen, which is part of Medium, that's owned by Twitter. And what I what I talked about in my piece was that tulsa in my view has always been and and i don't know will be for the foreseeable future this this city that's at a tug of war with itself Mm. right you have all these amazing great things that are happening have happened we talked about all the greatness of greenwood and then the tragedy of greenwood and and how that duality just keeps going back and forth and you can see that in almost every aspect of the city.
3: Yeah, I see it every week. Like
2: yeah. we've we've built these amazing trails and river parks that are like recognized nationally. And yet it's still dangerous for people to commute on bikes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Like you can you can just keep going back and forth and back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like televangelism was created here. Yeah. And then like we don't know that history.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like really we don't talk about it very
3: mm-hmm.
2: much. Mm-hmm. The the Agency of record for the NRA is based in Tulsa and Oklahoma City.
3: Really? Did you know that? I didn't. So
2: Ackerman McQueen is the PR agency that is the agency of record for the National Rifle Association. Is that the one that's also was,
0: suing them, or they're being sued? Yeah, the there's, there okay. are lawsuits going back okay. and forth. Yeah.
2: Okay. So uh, there was a wonderful piece. I can't remember if it was it New Yorker or Atlantic, or but it was, it was it was just a huge long think piece on like why the NRA became the NRA after the whole Charlton Heston, like from my cold yeah. dead hands kind mm. of rifle thing, mm. like that sort of launched this whole like shift in the policies that they were advocating for and all that type of stuff. That was born here. Well, do you know? Like, and, but, and, and yet, you know, then you have like Carlton Pearson, all the things he's done. Oh right? yeah. Right, that was also born here. Right. right. Like it's just, you can just keep going back and forth and back and forth. Right,
3: and, and, and it's not forth. just Tulsa. I mean, Oklahoma is so complicated Yes, I, I, I've I had people say to me, Oklahoma's not real. You're just making this up. Mm-hmm. When I tell them about like one day when we have like a tiger NATO and they, there's a, there's a fracking earthquake at the same time, that <laughs> there are wildfires and tornadoes and oh, some tigers mm-hmm. got out of some of those wildlife preserves outside yep. Oklahoma City. And they're just like, uh-uh, no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you guys are just pretending. This state
2: tries to kill us on the daily. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, and it tries to come up in are new so ways. Tough. we I are think so resilient. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes.
0: Like yeah yeah like we every day we live is a day uh, we're living in spite of like the,
2: <laughs> the state yeah, the, yeah, yeah, right, yeah of everything that like yeah. this yeah. state has tried to throw at us yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, I totally agree yeah, yeah
3: and well and in terms of the rally I I mean that dude spreads like an invisible toxic fog everywhere he goes right and I it it, it absolutely permeated the city and has not left in many ways it in in it infiltrated the hearts of uh, yeah. and minds of too many people but. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Could have been. It really could have been. I I was expecting worse. Yeah. I was. Ex- I mean, when yeah. I was coming down on Juneteenth, I was livid. When they shifted it, I'm like, well, I'm still mad. This is still super yeah. not okay, but slightly better. Yeah. Slightly better. And then again, and it feels like a low bar to say that we survived it, but but we did.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, just the fact I mean, it wasn't full.
2: I know that, that made me happy. That, that was really that Just was really satisfying the whole yeah. thing turned out to be a, an enormous nothing burger right yeah, yeah. I did. Like, uh-huh. the outdoor the outdoor area that was empty because yeah. they didn't need it like didn't need that, it yeah like you,
0: you,
3: thank you that was
2: satisfying thank you Gen Z, uh tick tock users know, uh, and, uh, right?
0: yes,
1: fans of a k-pop right yeah, come
0: yeah. youngins
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely no yeah.
2: and and that's you know again being a tech person you know volunteering for code for america being a part of this sort of hacker community like like go hackers, like that's like, <laughs> yeah, I, it, but, it but not the city government stuff. Don't, don't hack other things. No. Don't
3: hack. You pay for us to fix it. We're so gonna start another podcast it. called if Hack for Good. Yeah, Hack for Good. Yeah, Hack for good. <laughs> so that's what Code for America does. Yeah, like, hack this,
0: right.
2: Not so that. it's <laughs> right. So it's so. So what we do, we have one of the one of the groups that gets the most national praise is Tulsa, which mm. again, amazing. Like, mm. like how is that even? I don't. Know, I even heard, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. But for some reason, the grassroots civic tech community, like one of the epicenters for it is Chicago, but another epicenter for it is Tulsa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have partnered with the city of Tulsa so many times yep. to create all these great technologies. It's like, if you're going to hack something, like, be useful. Be, yeah. be, do something good for someone who needs it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we created a map for people to find somewhere some of our meals were being given mm-hmm. away when school was out of session. Brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then and then we blew it up statewide. We built a reminder system for being being sent a text message um, when you have a court date coming up. So it reduces to mm-hmm. here. Yeah. It reduces yeah. bench warrants. Yeah. It reduces yeah. additional fines and fees. Right, right, right? and now it's we're such having a just- simple
3: thing, but they're. That just, yeah, it was so necessary. Yeah. And just, just missing. And you just got off the phone fixed it. Mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah.
2: Um, with a group in North Carolina that wants us to help them adopt a similar system. So now, yeah. so now we're taking that project and spreading it to other cities and other communities. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, like the Healthy Neighborhood uh, over healthy neighborhood Overlay? Is it the, the moratorium on, on Dollar Generals that mm-hmm. Vanessa Hall Harper did? Yeah. There are states all over the country, there are people in Europe who have reached out to Councillor Hall Harper to say, can you teach us how to do this? You all Invented this idea. You mm-hmm. you realized the prol- proliferation of these dollar stores yeah. was killing your ability to fix food de- deserts. Like she she just went that hard mm-hmm. and people saw yeah. it. And yeah, yeah, it, it made a difference, and it still is. And yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah I, like
0: saw, I saw it. I saw your buddy it. Jeff uh, likes
1: what? to ask some loaded questions. Yeah, doesn't? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, we we popped that up. Back sure.
0: Up so yeah, yeah. Uh, has there been any progress on uh, police reform slash? Uh, defunding.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, you know, as I, I come from an activist background. You all know that. Everybody, everybody mm-hmm. who's paying attention. Probably does. And if you've ever been in a scene and there's some problem and everybody's brainstorming slogans, somebody's going to throw something out there that's really catchy, but may, maybe not the right words. <laughs> and that is how I feel about defund the police. Yeah, I know that lots of my friends think it's awesome. And, and, and try to make the case. I was debating someone the other day that it, it's, it can be much more nuanced. And I get, like, we don't need to fund law enforcement as much as we need to fund the social services and the basis of what is causing the inequalities that create the, the atmosphere of crime and violence and, and, and trauma. I absolutely agree with that. But when you say defund the police, it, it literally creates that division. It entrenches that division that was already there Mm -hmm. and it puts people more in their camps. And so what I think most people by, you know, sorry to get hung up on that word, but Mm -hmm. the word's not super helpful, but what is really helpful, I think, what, what I'm seeing happen is we spent, we on the council worked really hard, just as soon as I jumped in, having extremely long meetings with TPD, and figuring out—I mean, five-hour meetings, right? While I was still nursing the baby and had to like go behind this, the curtain and wrap myself up at a tiny desk to pump milk, you—you you guys need to know that that was my mm. life. While well, and and um, and from that we got these these working groups, and from those working groups we've come up with a lot of. Really good suggestions for the police. Some of them have; to, they're they're getting ready to implement. Some of them we know why they are, are implementing and and not. I literally have a, had a meeting last Friday with Director Director Kirkland about some of the data points that we learned from Dr. Eberhardt about like why aren't we collecting this? What 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 are really figuring out? What are the be- best practices and what are we doing and what aren't aren't we doing? So a lot of the suggestions that we mm-hmm. came up with, the TPD has already started implementing. I cannot. Take all the credit for that, the council cannot. But the fact that we had these public conversations and that we got a new police chief right after that, and that that police chief was in those meetings and said, yeah, that's a really good idea. And that internally, these shifts are happening, that we've had some, we've reformed our canine unit, which was way, I mean, loosing dogs on criminals, literally, literally loosing dogs on on people. That has stopped and that we've had some real bad actors within TPD quit and say, I'm not, I don't want to be a part of this culture because this culture has shifted and they don't let me loose dogs on people anymore. Like... There are some real great internal wins happening within TPD and within TPD and the rest of the city, both to help them feel more like a department of the city, which they are. There's no need to fetishize them and put them on a pedestal as something, they're they're a department of the city. And there are things that they are doing to change. And then we within the council are putting money where our mouth is. Last week, we just talked about, uh, I wish I had the numbers right in front of me, about how much of the ARPA funds we are using to reform criminal justice system because it, we learned as we did these meetings that it's not just the police, it's the courts, right? And every single one of the nine of us understand the excessive warrants, the number of times people are arrested and put in jail just for failure to pay warrants, mm-hmm. and the number of times that people aren't going to court because they can't get there at the right time. And so we're gonna have night court and we're gonna have weekend court, like the things that we are getting done that are coming down the pike that we have in our budget, they're not gonna be big splashes in the news. It's not exciting to say, hey, look, they fixed some stuff. But we're, at, we're actually fixing some stuff. We really are. And not to say that it, oh, I it's a weekly thing that's like, well, that shouldn't have happened like that. But the conversations that are had in TPD leadership and in city leadership amongst each other and independently, changes have happened more in the works. We need the public to keep pushing and to keep watching, but we're not stagnant. And that, if we were stagnant, y'all know, I would tell you, I would be <laughs> mm, pissed as hell. But, but that's not what's going on. Like there are there are changes. there are changes in the works.
2: do you think that there's um, like how how much do you think that the attitude has changed? Because the things that I see in the news that sort of raise my hackles are things like you know, headlines that say Chief Wendell Franklin wants no community input about police' excessive use of force, like that headline just i mean i wrote like two articles about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and when the mayor goes on cbs sunday morning and says that the murder of terrence cutcher had nothing to do with race like like those are the kinds of things that as a person of color like i feel that on a deeper level Mm -hmm. and on a more personal level than than they do
3: yeah Right. Like when
2: Phil Lakin says he's weary about Black Lives Matter, like I've been harassed by police officers since I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm now 45. I think I have. (laughs) I think I deserve the mantle of being more weary than Phil Lakin does. Sure. Like, I I think I get to say I'm weary and I, I really honestly don't think he does get to say that. And so I'm just wondering, like, in these conversations, in this sort of. Sausage making, which as somebody who has a master's degree in public administration, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. like I'm happy to hear that those changes are happening. That does excite me, although it may not may not excite most people. But I do wonder, like, am I going to keep am I going to keep seeing those headlines?
3: Yeah. As long as we have elected officials and people in leadership who are in an echo chamber of folks telling them that they need to back the blue and anybody who doesn't 100% pledge their allegiance and sing some sort of weird deification hymns to the police. I don't mean to interrupt
2: you, but like, yeah, that's no. that's what's so weird to me, because like, my great uncle mm-hmm. was the chief oh, yeah. of the fire department for Santa Clara County. Yeah. Like, I have cousins who work oh, yeah. at, in for Border Patrol. I have it's family in- who are police officers. Like, I I get it. I, yeah. like, back the yeah. blue, yes. Back the blue,
0: unless it. they're the ones guarding the Capitol. I get right?
2: that. <laughs> but but oh. when you pull me over for no reason other than my mom was born in Mexico, and my dad is Mexican from Texas going back six generations, the border, like— like we didn't cross the border; the border crossed us. Yeah. Right? right. right. And Listen, like, Mexico. Like, oh you so can good. you
0: can have Texas back. <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> yeah. We don't want it back. We don't want it back. Well, the, 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 the Texas, Texas can be its own country as Tex- always it always wanted. Texas has always wanted to be its own country. Let yeah. it.
3: Yeah, but they Texas can't, they needs can't to be its own country. They can't take us. They
2: can't but, like, take um, us. Um, but yeah, that that just that hits me different. Of course. And I I just I want to live in a city where I don't open up the newspaper. And hear that the people at the very, very top don't care about people who look like me.
3: You know, years ago, when I straight up, point blank, uh, uh, that's exactly that's exactly right. And I, I mean, I, one hundred and ten percent can't agree, can't disagree with anything that you've said there. When I, um, I took a witnessing whiteness class at YWCA that Monica High and Justice Wadner-Smith founded years ago when I first moved to Tulsa, it was brilliant. And one of the things I remember uh, in talking about what whiteness and what white womanhood is, is this idea that it was a, there was some sort of dream analogy of a white woman standing on this pedestal in a glass case, holding these shopping bags, perfectly dressed and having to hold on to this kind of perfection. It's not, it's not the, and, 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 and that struck me and it was painful, you know, knowing that I've lived to try to do this. It's not the difference between support the police and hate the police. It's there's there's hate the police. There's support and critique everyone as an individual, as an entity. And then there's like have some sort of weird deification of the police, which is where some people feel like they have to reside. And it's not fair to the officers or the chief Mm -hmm. or to anyone else. I see it from some of my colleagues. Uh, it, It it's really, it's really bad for public policy and it gets reported in the news, I it's I can't I can't at all promise you that it's going to stop. But there's my hope is that we will have a growing number of elected leaders who don't do that. If you've got nine Mm -hmm. counselors plus the mayor, that's 10 people. And if you think about how many of the people hit the headlines saying that kind of thing, let's take away, let's we've got another election cycle coming up let's shift one of those seats mm-hmm. you know and then we got another election cycle of, let's shift one of those seats not to people who dislike the police want to defund the police but to people who see the police as people doing a really hard job that need mm-hmm. and a massive amount of support that need like all of the psychological social wraparounds to be like the healthiest individuals possible when they're making these crucial decisions while wearing weapons you know like those are the people I want us to have in leadership. Uh, we've got some of them. We mm. need more.
1: Yeah, and I, I really believe that it is not unfair to have very high expectations for uh people who are well armed and can have a profound impact on people's lives i think that is perfectly fair and i don't think that means
2: that you do not support the police like chris rock said it like there are some jobs yeah that you just can't be half-assed at like yeah like the airline pilots yeah police officers (laughs) you know most of our airline pilots get you to your destination some of them like Man. to crash into mountains. Like yeah. you can't, we can't have that. Like like most of our heart surgeons are amazing and yeah. do a wonderful job. Some of them. Some of them don't believe in washing their hands. Like it's not. <laughs> right. Like you, huh. just, you
3: just can't have, have yeah. that. There like
2: it's, are
0: standards. It's, a, yeah, it's a hard job. Those people know it going in. Right. We should be allowed to hold them to high standards. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Well in order to hold them to high standards we have to give them the supports.
0: Absolutely. To That's be right.
3: like they right now we They don't- shouldn't
0: have to be like they shouldn't have to be uh yeah we we send them to do lots of things they shouldn't have to do right oh yeah right. oh
3: yeah and there's a lot of things that we can shift out of so that there we 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 take away some of that we've mm-hmm. already like i mean we went th- from 3 days to 5 days in just a recent budget amendment to to have the what is it the CRT the crisis response teams that have the mental health training and mm-hmm. all all of that 5 mm-hmm. days a week is not i want it 24/7 but that right. we 5 days a week is better yep. and and again it's bringing in those those mm-hmm. outside forces that should be taking stuff but i mean there should never be in my opinion an instance where an officer has a use of force beyond just like uniform presence showing up where they don't have at least some level of psychological evaluation Mm -hmm. but instead and they've improved it now they've got some peer peer groups where they're monitoring each other and that's definitely improved things and that's new Mm. But it's not the same thing as having on-staff professional psychiatric evaluation that is mandatory, especially if you shoot someone or get shot at. Yeah. Mandatory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mandatory. It should never be an option because otherwise the culture allows for that toxicity that tells you you shouldn't shouldn't have any feelings. Mm -hmm. And as long as we've got anybody being told you need to be so tough that you can survive a virus without a mask... You should be so tough that you shouldn't feel the fact that you just shot somebody or tased them. Like, and that is what our culture tells mm-hmm. law enforcement because they 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 have they have they become insular because they have to separate themselves from reality because they're they they're not being given all of the supports that they need. And I I'm not saying that that the chief is failing. That I feel like our society has created mm-hmm. this entity. We are all to blame for that. And the people who call nine one one. Those people have responsibility to not be constantly reporting the black guy with the backpack who happens to be your neighbor. Mm -hmm. You got to know who your neighbors are. Like the bias begins with us. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Karen's yeah. looking at you. <laughs> but yeah, the complaints on next door about the brown person walking. Oh, yeah. there, I'm it's like, like,
0: Is that gunshots? I, is that gunshots? I'm like, no, it's fireworks. We, t- we, t- we cover I, this every Friday. I spent, you know, God. like
2: a few months and then I just had to stop. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. It's but toxic. Like whenever any one of those like things came up, I'm like, well, that's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was me walking in the neighborhood. Right. This is my neighborhood. I live here. I own a house. Yeah. That was me. That was me. So, and, and I, you know, I did wear the hoodie. So, oh, you know, wow. I'm sorry. It's cold wow. outside. It keeps your yeah. ears wow. warm. Exactly. <laughs> like, My like daughter's too. Off.
3: She loves her hoodie. It's, it's, yeah. You know, she's yeah. not trying to rob anybody. <laughs> Who's that person <laughs>
1: stealing <laughs> yeah. a baby? Right.
3: <laughs> Who's that baby stealing <laughs> <Yeah>. someone? car? <Scarred. laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, but it, it really does feel like societally we provide a lot of support, but the wrong support mm. for police. Mm. And we have a lot of expectations, but it tends to be the wrong expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah that makes their job incredibly difficult to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing. There are a lot of amazing police officers out there that are trying to do right by their community. Definitely. And they're often put in horrible situations because they're not always given the right kind of training. Mm -hmm. As you said, they don't have the right kind of support. It's Mm -hmm. not to say that there aren't bad people who do end up police officers, because right. we know that there are, but mm-hmm. finding the right way to support and give the training to the people that want to do that job to make their communities better yeah, so that they stick around
3: mm-hmm.
1: and gently or not so gently encourage other people that maybe this isn't the right type of job for them with cultural change and other things can make a profound impact.
3: Yeah. Well, and under Chief Franklin, we have had more of those those people with kind hearts that see it and that don't want us to end up on the national news the ways that we have before reporting their colleagues more often. Those Mm -hmm. internal reports have gone up. That is some hard data showing not only have people left of their own volition because they felt like this isn't the culture that they were used to, but we've had some some shifts to like say we can't have bad apples, like you were just saying we can't yeah. have people that just whoops whoops you know I and 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 there's a uh, I I I've I we we have had some shifts within the the I mean I I think I talked to to you all um, before about the um the police union the fraternal mm-hmm. order of police the new president i have um, a really good relationship with him i was texting with him all through the centennial of the race massacre he was down there really trying to protect people yeah. not to say he's perfect but like i i see some ways we're moving in right directions we we've got to do a lot more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. technology's going to help If you all want to know about that, I can tell you or I can I have one
2: question about technology. So I see we I'm putting my code for America hat on Mm -hmm. again, built a tool called Citigram Mm -hmm. and it taps into dispatch information. Mm -hmm. And like, for example, if any fire truck is dispatched anywhere within, I think I have it set for a a mile, Mm -hmm. a mile from my house, I get a text message Mm -hmm. that says, Fire truck was dispatched at this address for this reason. Ooh. I think last week it was, it was because of a, a transformer blow up. And Man, I, I was want like, that.
3: I didn't I was know. Like,
2: yeah, city, go to CityGram. CityGram. yes. Citigram, and then look for Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you can get fire dispatches. We used to also have police dispatches. But our data source for police dispatches went dark. And we don't know how to get that back. So if you can find out how to get that back for us... <laughs> We would really love it because it would make the tool very, very useful to be able to get not just fire dispatches, but mm-hmm. police dispatches and know what's going on in your neighborhood. Oh, yeah. So that these folks on next door don't have to wonder.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you is can the person walking exactly
2: down the what, street yeah. Yeah. or do they live in the neighborhood and they're just walking their dog or... Has a police officer been dispatched, and there's something actually going wrong in mm. your neighborhood? Yeah. Like yeah. you would know that, yeah, because you would have the data, because you would have the dispatches. People, you know, there's lots of
0: studies about how toxic like Instagram and Facebook are for certain groups. Like, where's the research on how toxic Nextdoor is? It's not good. <laughs> it's, it's so good. toxic.
3: I won't use it. I have constituents that are mad about that. I have others that hate me that take advantage of that fact and use Nextdoor to talk shit on me because they know I'm not going to be there. Sorry, bleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's <But, laughs> oh, all right.
0: Listen, <laughs> uh, we've been going for five. Hours now, I don't think anyone's still watching. Okay,
3: uh, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure Jeff's but, still. Yeah, je- Jeff's, hey, yeah. so, Jeff. Yeah. Um, um, so. um, you know, it's it's so it can be so so toxic, and they don't allow elected officials to have access to their whole district, and that's why I don't use it because mm. I can see the people who live in my neighborhood, right adjacent to my neighborhood, but I have constituents who are outside of that area and I'm not gonna answer the questions of some and not the others. They can all email me. Mm-hmm. Marissa and I will get back to them as fast as we can. Yeah. Which reminds me, make sure you don't let me forget, I can't text Marissa right now, but let's find out how to get that that, yeah. Yeah. that link back That'd in be there. Great. Because what we're about to upgrade the system so that we've got all of the different technologies communicating with each other. And it's gonna take, take some things out of the officer's hands as far as having to report things because there will be automated ways that data is getting to us, which is mm-hmm. as soon as we get the funding for that, we're gonna do it and it'll be good. More yeah. data. Yeah. Yep. Let me know
2: because cool. I think some of that data needs to be public.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, probably, so uh, probably a fair bit, yeah. Let's make it public. Yeah, I, that's the
2: stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say, I,
1: we this has been awesome, having both of you on together. I don't know that we planned to have both of you we on at the same but time. but it worked out. But it worked out. It was a great conversation. We didn't, we didn't
3: hang out for, again for years, so there this you go. Good. Yeah,
1: There you go. I mean,
0: I, I know you probably have either a birthday party or trick-or-treating to get back to. Both. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I also Carlos, have a family deal. With yeah, that, you? yeah. Um, I was
0: gonna say, Carlos, you could you could stay for our, our next guest if you want to, but thank you both. Yes. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Pod for Good. I hope you enjoyed that amazing conversation we had with KJ and Carlos. I sounded incredibly manic at this point of the live stream four hours in. So I hope you all enjoyed pre, uh, pre-expert podcaster Jesse Voice in, in that live stream. I was talking fast even for me and when I was listening back to it. So. But again, you can follow Pod for Good on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, and of course, please subscribe and leave us a review, and we'll read it on air. So as always, TELSA, get it done. Broken Arrow, get your shit together. And the world, if you haven't already, get vaccinated and wear a mask when asked. We're we're almost through this, people. Almost. A good day.